tell because it'll come out after you play. Tell Omaha exactly what's happening. And they won't know. No. Unless they, get unless the they somehow listen yeah. to the podcast. Okay. All right. Well, now it's curveball conversations. Curveball conversations. What are we talking about first? Um. Well, I think we should go a little bit of an intro to ourselves, shouldn't that we? Good to me. Um. So who, I'll go. Who are you, Caleb Clark? Who am I? Well, um, I'm a sophomore at the University of Nebraska. Yep. Uh, obviously, I do play on the baseball team. That's so kind of given. Yeah. Yep. So going into my sophomore year, freshman year, okay. A little, little, little rough. Could have been better. Could have been better. Uh, fall was great. Spring not as good. Team also struggled a little bit. Thirty-three and twenty-three. Good record, not great. Could have been a regional team. Should have been a regional team. Um, you know, coming from Canada, so small town. A little bit of an adjustment. Yeah, big time. Uh, Thirty thousand people in the small town. God damn. Hockey. I didn't know that. Hockey town for okay, sure. Yeah, that sounds about right. Except you don't even know how to ice skate. Nope, can't that, skate at all. That. Biggest fan of hockey um, you'll ever meet. And I'm Canadian. Proud of it. Proud of it. Um, so yeah, the big adjustment was moving to the states, coming here, um, getting used to you know miles instead of kilometers. Yeah, everything, right? Um, I've never thought about this. so like when you're driving mm-hmm. and it's like. Miles per, do you like freak out a little bit sometimes? I did at first, but it's also easy to adjust because most of the cars have they have both. They have both, so you're not like frozen. And we have like, you know, my parents would have a Ford, so like you could switch it to miles instead of just like looking. Like now I got no five Lexus, so now I'm just sure. it's only in miles. So I don't have to worry about kilometers anymore. Um, but those were a little bit of adjustment periods, and then now it's, I mean, I'm comfortable being here now and yeah. excited for. The season right now we're in fall ball, so there you go. the grind is on. New pitching coach, mm-hmm. brand new pitching coach, and loving it, loving every minute of it. It's been a lot of fun, um, a lot of running. Yeah, a lot of running. Waits every morning, loving it. So it's exactly what you want, though, in oh, a yeah. college program. So I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah, but that's me. I mean, just nice enjoying baseball and making podcasts. Now, who are you? Ashton or Ash Todd. You can <laughs> I, go with both. I am from Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. So I'm about three hours away yep. from this amazing state. If you can tell, you'll learn this podcast. I don't exactly love Nebraska. He doesn't <laughs> love but, Nebraska. But we're here, and it's okay, and we're surviving. Um, I went to Platte County High School. It's, a, it's in Platte City, a small, small city. It's mm-hmm. smaller than 30,000. How small? I, I don't know the number, mm. but it's definitely smaller than 30,000, right outside of Kansas City. Yep. Next to Kansas City Airport, you know where that is. Um, I played baseball in high school. Yes. I I don't know. I don't think I was very good, but everybody tells me I was pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, if you don't know how good you are, but other people are telling you you're good. I think that means I'm good. I think that means you're good, because well, you're being very humble about I'm it. Not, I'm not playing D1 baseball. <laughs> He's not playing D1. Um, uh, I do photography now. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I found after I lost baseball. Um Partially for my UCL playing baseball. That mm-hmm. was fun. Mm-hmm. That was part of that journey. So Still never fixed it? Uh, we never had surgery. Yeah. We did therapy and stuff. I don't think it's fixed. I'm no. going to be honest. When I wake up sometimes in the morning and I can't move my arm, I think that's a key sign. It might be it. Yeah. And then there was also thought maybe I have tendonitis in my shoulder. We're a mess over here. Yeah. We're struggling, but we're going to make it through. Yeah. But I don't know. I played enough baseball. I got good, good knowledge. Thought about going into coaching. Yep. So I did journalism and photography was my thing. And now we're here at Nebraska. Doing a podcast with Caleb. Mm-hmm. I think that about sums me up. We also, just so you know how Ash and I met, we oh, met yeah. in our Sports Media 150 class with Brian Petrano. And I saw his 
Catholic bag. I was like, who's this guy? Sat beside him. And then Justice, who could be joining us on we the podcast. We don't know yet. We won't call him an official member. We'll call him a guest speaker because we don't know how often he's going to be available. Yeah, he's no, his schedule should be less busy than yours. It really should be. I don't know. But we're going to figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, Justice was also in that class, and the three of us sat beside each other in the front three rows. Academic weapons. Absolutely. Um, definitely were paying a lot of attention, not talking the whole classes. Yeah, definitely did not do a lot of sports quizzes um, during that class um, at all. And But we all bonded over sports. Um, baseball was a big one. and then A little bit of hockey. Yeah, hockey for we sure. Can talk about F1 a little bit? Because I know you're an F1 fan. Mm-hmm. I've, I tried to get into it this year. But when I realized Max Verstappen was just the dude and won every race, I was like, I can't do it. Yeah, it's it got really, boring. it got boring this year. Um, I kind of stopped paying attention as much this um, year too, just because I mean, it's just dominance. Yeah, it's like it would have been better if it was Lewis Hamilton dominating, because there's some, I think there's some bias there. That <laughs> might be a little biased, but I, I I would appreciate if there was a little bit more parity and winning from other teams. But Red Bull is dominating it and can't do much about it. There you go. Yeah, until the season, but. As you heard, curveball conversations probably going to be more of an emphasis on baseball. Definitely more of an emphasis on um, baseball, as far as knowledge is. But we'll still cover everything. Yeah, we'll get through everything. Whatever we feel like. Yeah. Um, really, we should probably just start off with both of us are fans, hardcore fans, of either the Toronto Blue Jays, obviously, that me being from Canada, grew up watching the Blue Jays, grew up going to their games in the early 2010s. In the postseason. Amazing team. We did watch them lose to the Kansas City Royals. Heartbreaking in 2015. That sounds right. It's 2015, yeah, because 2016 we lost to the Indians back in the day when they were called the Cleveland Indians. I still call them the Indians. Yeah. yeah. We don't um, talk about them. It's gonna be, I, I found out that this is so random. What do you got? Miles Strong, the Indians. Mm-hmm. He went to high school with my cousin that lives in Kansas City. They like, they like hung out multiple times. I don't. That's so random. I don't, yeah, you know what? There is a lot of random stuff, like, when you find out. That's what I find People the world is so small. It's like, mm-hmm. what? I don't understand it. Yeah. But, um, obviously, being a Blue Jay fan growing up, Jose Bautista, that era. Yeah, he Edwin, just had his number retired or whatever. He did. I saw that. Yeah, got added to the level of excellence. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty, that was one of the biggest honors. You know, obviously, there was a spot open because of the Roberto Alomar controversy. Um, so his name got taken off the wall of excellence, and then they just added Jose, which I think was well-deserved. He was, I mean, the only reason he had an MLB career was because he just became the best hitter in Toronto Blue Jays history, basically. He disappeared off the face of the Absolutely. He was horrible to start his career. They think he played for the Royals for a bit, didn't he? He did. He was like Royals, Orioles, a bunch of other teams. He's one of the, hey, you're matching like great. Jose Bautista might be a dude for that. Mm-hmm. And then after the Jays, it was Mets, Phillies. He had a couple other teams. I mean, there's a lot of teams that he played for. So, I mean, growing up in that era, it was a lot of fun. Early 2010s, they were horrible, so we went to as many games as possible. Oh, don't tell me about horrible. Yeah, that's fair. And then as they got better, it was harder to go to the games, but I still was watching every single game possible. And then um, once, you know, that era ended 2018. You know, we had Justin Smoke, mm-hmm. like nobody else really. That was about it. And yeah. then obviously now, Vladdy, Bobachet, you know, Kevin Biggio yeah. was supposed to be. Yeah, I don't know. He's on and off. And then obviously the big signing of George Springer, Matt Chapman, bringing these guys in to kind of bring back that level of fandom that they had back in 2015 16. Oh, yeah. and, and hopefully, I mean, obviously this year. We're going to get into it, but yeah. it's been up and down. Yeah. I mean, and it's been better than what I've had. 
It is true. Yeah. But I think I think so. Obviously, I'm from Kansas City, I'm mm-hmm. a Royals fan. Mm-hmm. I haven't picked that up yet. Um, I would say art. It looks bad. It does look really, really bad. But when you actually look into it, I don't think it's as bad as people realize right now. I agree. I mean, you have the pieces are there. You have Bobby. You have Mikel Garcia, which a lot of people don't know about, but he's an absolute dude. Freddie for me looking to possibly be the replacement to Salvi because yep. it looks like I mean they almost traded Salvi at the deadline. Yeah, I thought they, they were, were going to. Conversation. I thought they were going to. I think this offseason he's gone. Mm-hmm. Place for me, he's younger mm-hmm. and he's shown that he can actually play and is better defensively. Absolutely. Yeah. And you also have like Vinny Pasquantino has been out for the year, but when he was there last year and when he played the first part of this year, he was a du- like he's a doubles machine. Yeah. He's the dude. So. I mean, yeah, the future's bright. There's just no pitching staff. Yeah, that's the only issue is you got to try and hopefully find something in the minors or. I'm with Uncle Reagan's, so. That is true. See, finding stuff through trades, like stuff like that. But we hopefully. We don't have a good history with trades, but I don't know. This year has looked good. We got Nelson Velasquez at the deadline, so. Yeah, you need the beast. You need your hitters to step up, and you know Bobby be that that. You know, has thirty and thirty he's and everything. Do it. He's at twenty yeah. home runs and it's like forty-five stolen bases. I think, yeah. Or something. He's gonna do that, and and when you have that depth come up, then I think the, you know, the general manager in the front office has got to look at it and be like, hey, we got to acquire pitching. Well, that's but see, that's the question mark kind of with the Royals is because, so we had uh, we have a new owner, John Sherman. This is mm-hmm. like his third or fourth year, I think, and he says he'll spend money when it's time. This offseason's kind of, it's the time. Yeah. So if he's gonna spend money, he has to do it now. But as a Kansas City citizen. And not having the insights of being in the Royals organization or anything, it looks like he's not going to be spending money. He's really focused on getting a new stadium downtown, which the actual baseball fans don't want. No. Because it's going to be a pain to get to and all that Absolutely. geographical stuff. But it seems like that's where his focus has been and not on the team actually getting better. But, yeah. You know, we'll see. Yeah, you, you can't do, I mean, obviously we can't change and we can't make those decisions. Right. But as a we fan... Yeah, and we want to see it happen. You want your team to be good. Obviously, no one wants to watch our team lose 100 games in a season. And I've done it for... Go through it every single year and then be told we're going to spend money and then never spend money because right. it's never time. Right. But I feel like I agree with you on that point because it's like, well, Bobby's not going to get any younger. He's not getting any younger. And, and they need to sign him to an extension soon because if he does this for another year... He's going to get gonna really pricey. and it's going to be expensive. I mean... The thing that's kicking us now is we're paying Salvi $20 million. Yeah. Salvi's not a $20 million player, but he got that money because he was the dude for the Royals. Yeah, exactly. Coming off the postseason. And if you wait for Bobby to become the dude in the league, we're mm-hmm. not going to be able to afford him. He's going to be gone. Yeah. And then then, then you got a whole new issue because then you don't Which have Which is the situation we got ourselves in by making bad trade and bad signings after we won the World Series with Osmer, Kane, Moose, and all of them. So. Yeah, that was a time. I mean, looking back at that, the guys that were the best. I think it's funny looking at some of those contracts those guys signed. I was looking through the other day, and like really? Moose this has been like the best player out of that group besides Salvi, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Besides, like he didn't. He got like the least hype from everybody coming out of that. But Moose, like he's been kind of a dude for the Angels this year since he, he got traded. I mean, obviously the Angels tried to get in the playoff race but <sighs> failed, and then dropped half their so team. Literally, on everybody's the just gone. Waivers, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. Moose has gone to multiple teams where they've just... He's been more of a guy that you're going to pick up as a veteran presence. Yeah. You're picking him up to be more of a depth piece, and then when he gets his chances, though, he's good. He's like, he's like, hey, guys, I can still do this. Yeah, I can still hit homers. Like, since the second half with the Angels, he's been more of an everyday guy, I think. And, his, I mean, his OPS plus, the last time I checked, has been a little bit, so it could have gone down. Yeah. I was, like, it was over 100. He was hitting more home runs in, the, in like, like 
three weeks of the second half than he did in the whole first half with the Rockies, which is like home run city. Just... They're just horrible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's also a culture thing. I don't know what the Angels' culture is, but it's probably a little bit better than the Rockies, but also... I don't. It's not great. It's kind of a whole mess right now. Yeah, Otani. I mean, you failed to trade Otani, and then you didn't go on to do anything, so you just lost. I mean, literally, if you, they just traded Otani, that's their whole future. Because did you see um, the Angels said they're willing to trade, trade Trout? That's exactly what I was going to bring up. It. So if you would have traded Otani and then traded Trout this offseason, here in like three years, you would have been a team. Oh, absolutely. You could have gotten so much stuff. But now you've put yourself in. You're just losing Otani outright, which is the same mistake like the Royals made yep. after they won the World Series. You're just losing him outright. And then. You're going in, and you can trade Trout and get some pieces, but you would have gotten more for Otani than you're going to get for Trout. Yeah. And then also, Otani tore his UCL or whatever he did. It's still kind of unclear if it was actually his. Yeah, we don't know yet. Well, I heard he's making a return. Did he make his return yet? I, I kind of saw that the other day. Yeah. I didn't know if that was real. I can't tell anymore with how many people report things anymore. But I think, yeah, if you would have traded Otani, you would have had, you could have right. gone, I mean, it's probably the Dodgers. It would have been maybe the Orioles, something like that. Like somebody with a plethora of prospects that oh, yeah. are going to be loading you up for the next three, oh, yeah. four years. And then if you're going to trade Trout now, because then there would have been no point in keeping Trout if you traded Otani. Right. Because like, Trout's okay, not going to want to be here. Trout, I mean, I don't think he wants to be there right now anyway. Yeah. That contract says otherwise, but now I don't think so. Right. If they're going to trade him, he's still getting paid, so I don't think. Yeah, he's not going to care. I, I mean, I, I don't know if, frankly, I would want to play in an organization, but they've done the things to try and make them win. Like, they've I mean, made yeah, they the made trades. they this offseason. They didn't really pan out, but they did stuff at the deadline. They said, we're going to really push for it. It yeah. didn't work. They're willing to make the risk. They just, none of them have paid off. Like, right. Anthony Rendon has been. Which kind of comes back to more of a front office thing. Yeah. But not in, like, the sense of, like, they're not wanting to make trades more. I guess, like, the scouting department. Yeah. And a lack there, I guess, is probably more of the situation there. Yeah. But you just don't want to see, again, this is, like, bringing it back to Kansas City. You don't want to see Bobby Witt. Go through. Right. You don't want to see what's happening with Otani right now. Yeah. You don't want to see what Trout's whole career has been. Exactly. With your star player. Cause with your star player. I mean, that's kind of what happened with Salvi. Well, there's a thing with being a smaller market, too. You don't just, like, pick up stars. Right. You don't just yeah. sign you them to contracts. Like Matt Chapman, like, you can. Yeah. Springer, do that, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, and the Jays haven't done that often. And then all of a sudden, now, over the past couple of years. Yeah. Well, Shapiro and Atkins have both done a fantastic job with bringing in talent mm -hmm. the thing is is that just some of the trades they've made now just have not panned out at all like a lot of people this year are talking about that Dalton Varsho trade where they traded Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel for Dalton Varsho the defense has been the best in the league so defensive yeah. runs saved they've had the most like it's it's frustrating like the past hasn't been exactly the strong suit no the Blue Jays. that's why they wanted to do it the de they said we need to improve our outfield defense because i feel like they used to be more of this i mean obviously going back a bit when they i'm not a bit i don't follow the blue jays but no. but as i know from what i've seen they're typically your power hitting not great defensively team but yeah now they're kind of like they're switching it flipping it around we, on us, which i is mean weird. vladdy had the most homers and i think he just hit maybe his 22nd i think last night yeah, a couple years ago using he had 40 48 with otani and salvi and yeah and then they've completely switched the way they play. But the thing is, is that Vladdy and those guys haven't made any adjustments. Like, Bo has made the adjustments because Bo's always been that good of a hitter. Right. Bo's not the guy that's going to go hit 50 home runs and right. strike this out a ton. His... He's doubles down the line everywhere. He's going to hit every he single pitch. He can throw it over his head or in the dirt, and he's going to hit. Yeah. But Vladdy, Chapman, those guys just are swinging out of their shoes and striking out, grounding out. Vladdy's hitting the ball hard. You can't. 
you can't successfully. I mean, you've seen it with the Yankees. You can't successfully have a team of all power hitters and no. not work. Yeah. I mean, the Phillies kind of did it, but like they had some all-around base hitters also. Those guys weren't purely power focused. But they got the clutch hits. They did, and we that's haven't. what it comes down to. Yeah. It's just luck. I mean, that's that's what half of baseball is. Is it's just luck. Mm-hmm. And I, I I do have to admit, like a lot of people have said, like Vladdy is super unlucky this year. Yeah, but he's also hitting two sixty three. He has twenty two homers, eighty six right. RBIs. It's like, just when the hits come. It's a dis- It's a decent year. Like twenty two and eighty six, two sixty three. That's a good player. But like, I, I, that's I, your star. Better than good. It's definitely better than good. But if it's your star on your team, that's not. That's no. Not good no, not at all. Not with the two sixty three average. And Bo, since coming back from his injury, has been okay. I mean, his batting average has gone down twenty points. He was just over three hundred now, three hundred eight. Um, Whit Merrifield again, got off hot. Freaking Whit. Yeah, I'm, you're Whit. I, I don't like Whit. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be honest. Those last. When he had that streak going of games, it felt like the Royals were just putting him out. This is this goes into me not liking the last like four years of Royals baseball and some bad management stuff. They were just putting him out there when he shouldn't be. Yeah. When they they didn't made a move where they put him in the outfield for a little bit, mm-hmm. they were slowly moving him back. I think it was before the deadline or something. Yeah, right. Before. But I went to a couple of games. I worked out there at the time and like the kids there and stuff, so I watched a lot of baseball. Mm-hmm. I don't speak for the Royals. I have to say that as a disclaimer. Of course. <laughs> um. Whenever I was out there watching, I noticed like he would be it looked like he was like hurt at the time, and they were still playing him. They were just putting him out there so he could get this stupid record, and then there would be a ball up the middle. He wouldn't dive or anything. It was like that's a very if you put in a little bit more effort, it looks like you can get that ball. Yeah, you want your... was struggling. I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of Wit. I was so happy when they traded him, but I don't know. Has he been good for the Blue Jays? So he was bad when he first came after okay. the trade deadline, that's, and that that's was what whole, I saw. But well, you guys didn't whole... play him every day like we did. No, not at all. And he was getting put in the outfield, and then he was getting put like at second base sometimes, and then yeah. they were moving him all over the place. His best years were in the outfield. Yeah, I think he just needed also time to adjust. Now this year, two se- two seventy nine average. There we go. Um, How many plate appearances? He's played one hundred and thirty six games, so he's third on the okay. team now. Five hundred and sixteen plate appearances. His batting average was actually like right around three hundred, so he's actually been in a little bit well, of a yeah, slump I mean, now. Too, yeah, I mean, but he's got eleven homers and sixty two RBIs. He's third on the team. Oh, well, that's a guy. Yeah. Where where has he mainly been playing this year? Uh, he's played a lot of second base, um, right. so he hasn't really played in the outfield that much because they have Varsho, Kiermaier, oh, yeah. Springer I in mean, the you outfield. Have those guys not. Yeah, and I mean, but it's also injuries like. But he's also a nice piece to have because if like Kiermaier went down tomorrow, before you can figure out who call up, you put Witt out there for a day. You move Springer over and put Witt out there. Yeah, that's the depth. You, that's the depth you want for yeah. sure. Um, Mostly they've been pretty healthy. I mean, Kiermaier got hurt for a little bit. He has. He's, he's kind of had an injury play the last couple of years. Yeah, he's hitting two seventy one this year though. Like he's. Which I mean, for him, he's known as a defensive guy. And yeah. He's hitting two seventy one. I mean, obviously looking at the numbers and everything, it looks like they should be like, in. But I mean, it's been your division isn't exactly. Not the easiest division. I mean, you have the Orioles absolutely tearing it up. And the Jays have been horrible against the AL East this year, which has mm-hmm. really kind of killed their chances. I mean, they were at the. Three, three quarters of the way through the year, we were right with Baltimore and Tampa, and now we're you know, 12 and a half games back. And but you're only like one out of wild card, aren't you? One and a half behind Texas now, I believe. So, um, Which is kind of, I mean, Texas is struggling. They just lost Scherzer for the year. Yeah. That brings us into the main point, which we just had a four-game series against Texas and just got swept. That hurts. So we went from a one and a half game. Right now. We had a one and a half game lead over Texas going into that series, and we were one game over the Mariners. So we were the second wild card. We are now one and a half games back of Seattle for the third wild card, and Texas is actually 
two and a half up on us now because and we just lost four in a row. Your series is coming up are not easy. Mm-hmm. You're playing. They got Yankees, Rays. Which, I mean, you'd say the Yankees aren't, like, good, but, like, they're an over 500 team, and they're the freaking Yankees. They're always going to be scary. Yeah. No matter. And it's Toronto. They're, if they're playing, in, it's in Toronto, and that is Homerfest, and Judge yeah. kills the Blue Jays. And then the Rays are obviously the Rays. They're, they're in their postseason team. Yeah. The Red Sox, from what I've seen lately, they, I feel like they've been better lately. They are I mean, actually. I think they're about the same as the Yankees. They have the same record. Like, they have the exact know, same record, 74 and 73. Justin Turner's been tearing it up. I saw that the other day. Mm-hmm. I this hadn't realized late, how good he'd been. I know. And he, and he didn't really he didn't really play in the series that the Jays played them in Boston. He kind of They kind of sat him, which made no sense. But the Jays are 11 and a half back of Baltimore. Um, they're six games up on Boston and New York. So they're not going to make the playoffs, but they can definitely stop the Jays from making the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Like, I think we go... I believe it's Yankees, Tampa, Yankees, Tampa. How many, how many games back are they in the division? Us, the Jays. Yeah, the Jays. Eleven and a half. Okay, so that's Baltimore's ninety-one and fifty-five, and then Tampa's ninety-one and fifty-seven. So Baltimore is doing something special. They might not even all win. All those young guys. I mean, that's going to be a team for a while. They made some. They made some weird trades that have worked out. Like Jack Flaherty. Yeah, Ryan O'Hearn. Okay, Kansas City Royal. Worst dude ever. Every time he went to the game, I was literally losing my mind about why he's putting it. Now he's like hitting like 300. He's literally been their best. 300 yesterday. He's played in a lot of games. I don't understand it. Yeah, he has their highest batting average on the team. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, But the Jays are one and a half back of Seattle. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, you've got to win series at this point. And you need a sweep. Like that Texas. These are hard teams to win against. Yeah. Texas is helping you, though. Because Aurelis Chapman has been blowing every game. They lost Scherzer. Yeah, and now, but now the only issue with that is that they were struggling. They've now won six in a row. That is true. Which is killing But, okay, us. we're going to see when it comes back around to their rotation what that's looking like. Yeah. So I think their bullpen might take a little bit of a hit with the new added load of having some guy that's not Max Scherzer pitching. Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, the Jays go Boston. Then they go um, at New York, at Tampa, at home versus Yankees, at home versus... Tampa, so at least they're at home. Yeah, they end the year on on home, but they go they're at home versus Boston, then away away home home. So they do end the year. So at hopefully, home, I, mean, if, I mean, if you win those series is at home to end the year, and then you go into the postseason, yeah, that's a nice setup. We're gonna have to hope that the Jays are in one game, one and a half games still of either Seattle or Texas going into those home series because yeah. those away series are going to scare well, who's, me. Who's like Seattle and then playing? You know? Seattle will play. Let's see. I don't... Let's see. I mean, those are the biggest ones. You need them to lose. At this point, we're going to be so far behind if we lose those games against the Yankees oh, yeah. and the Rays. Okay, well, the Rangers have some easy games. They're playing the Guardians. Yeah. But then they play the Red Sox. And, the, oh, this is, okay, the Mariners and Rangers have a series. They do. They do. Mm. That's going to be interesting. They have two series, actually. They do, I just see. And they play the Astros, too. Seattle plays. So, okay. This is huge. So, this they huge. actually. So, depending when they play, that, that's that last that last series against the Rangers and Mariners, that that's going to be games to watch. That could decide that could playoffs. decide who gets in, depending well, on who wins. Seattle plays the Dodgers next. They're home against the Dodgers, so at least they do have that. But then they go 
at Oakland, which. Okay, that's gimme. And then they're oh, at. The Rangers have in Oakland. I mean, Oakland had took some weird wins where they've been good against some hard teams. They took a game against the Rangers when we when just the series before um, Texas and the Jays kind of got a game and a half up on Texas because of that. I think it's because teams go in expecting, like, oh, it's Oakland, and then they kind of lose a game or two because they're like, oh, they're an actual baseball Yeah, team, you so. slip up. Um, but then they go at Texas for three, and then they're at home to end the season with three games at home versus Houston and then four against Texas. That's a – I mean, you are at home, but that's a tough way to end the year against two teams that are – That more. does, if you're a fan of those teams, though, that, that's going to be interesting in the season. And whoever wins that is going to be coming in high for the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have that – that push. Because this is all fight now. Because at the same time, Houston isn't guaranteed playoffs because they're only a half game up on Texas and one and a half on Seattle. So Houston is going into that series having to win it too. Like they're not just up like nine games on them and that doesn't really matter. Like they need to win because they they don't want to fall because Houston could technically fall to third and miss out on the playoffs because the Jays somehow sneak in front of them. The thing is, is Texas and Seattle both hold the tiebreaker over the Jays. So if it does end up it comes down to it. like two years ago when the Jays got they got beat because of a tiebreaker where they finished ninety one and seventy one with the Yankees and the Red Sox and ended up missing the playoffs because of those tiebreakers. Hopefully it doesn't come down to that. But it's starting to feel like it could be yeah, because yeah. of that. So we're gonna have to hope. But the other thing that I want to talk about MLB wise is the MVP races. It's, I didn't realize how close it was. I so when, when you see cover drives, it's just like, here's your guy. Yeah. But when you kind of look at it, it's like, hmm. I, I didn't realize how good Mookie was. Yeah. I, because I feel like he plays for the Dodgers, so he should be getting talked about like a lot. Big time. But he's not. It's just everyone talks about Acuna over there having this, the stolen bases and getting that. What he's at like sixty stolen bases now, I think. I think he's way over now. He's I think he's like sixty-five. They've written down somewhere. If I can find it, there he is. Um, he has, I can give it to you, he has 66 stolen bases and 37 home runs. That's absurd. It's something that's never been done before, I think. Or there's very few, there's like three people that have done it. Yeah. And that just, that just looks absurd, but I don't know, it's just... Well, the thing with that is, everyone... It's different than it was to be with the stolen bases side. The bases are closer. Yeah. It's definitely helped them. And everyone rid off Mookie after... Uh, Acuna got those 60 stolen bases, right, 30 homers, the first Mookie, time ever. Mookie, I think, is the all-around better guy. Yeah, like, I mean, OPS-wise. Acuna, Acuna he has the power and he has the speed, right? Yeah. But if you just look at OPS+, plus, Mookie's better. Mookie has a 171, Acuna has a 165. And those aren't too far apart, they though. They are too far apart, but it is noticeable. It's not like one or two. It's like... It's noticeable because it's like... Acuna has all these numbers where it's like 30 and 60, but you don't he hear about fla- Mookie's. He has the flashy numbers. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, Mookie's like, advanced oh. metrics are better mostly. Oh, yeah. He has what? He's more, so like, okay, so if you, if you pull up baseball savant and nerd out for a little mm-hmm. bit, you have Acuna over here, 100 percentile and expected batting average and expected slugging and average exit velocity. But then if you, Mookie's numbers are a little lower there. Yep. They are still in like the, the ni- they're like 98, 97th, 98, like 93rd percentile, right? But then Acuna has a bit of a drop off with some of his other numbers, like his chase percentage yeah. and his whiff and stuff. Whereas Mookie, those numbers stay up. Yeah. So Mookie's overall more solid and really like, I guess, okay, solid's an understatement of what his numbers are. They're amazing, but they're just like more closer towards average across everything. Forever Acuna just has a 
couple high categories. Yeah, I feel like Acuna also has that hype because he's that young, up-and-coming he's player. Young, yeah, he's more, I think he's more flashy than Mookie is. Especially with Otani being out now. They need a face for the MLB, and, and they want it to be Acuna. Yeah. I mean, I think Mookie, both of them are still clutch players. Oh, yeah, they're both amazing. Yeah. I mean, I just go back. I think of Acuna's homer off Walker Buehler in the playoffs yeah, at home in Atlanta. But then you got Mookie who just... Every time there's a big moment, he's just there. He's just there. And then it's the same thing with Freddie Freeman. I mean, you got Freddie Freeman, Freeman and Matt Olson, mm-hmm. both first basemen that have played for the Atlanta Braves. And that's one of the most. Doing bids. Like, unbelievably, you lose your franchise player. And you're literally fine. And you just replaced him with a guy who's hit over 50 home runs sure. now. Doesn't make any sense how Atlanta did that. And then they signed every single person that they have on their team that's young to an eight-year extension. <laughs> and it's Trading unbelievable. Nicky Lopez, I looked at Nicky Lopez is actually, like, doing bits. He hasn't played in a lot of games. It's, it's, it seemed like such a stupid trade because the guy, as a Royals fan, obviously, I'm going to notice this. Yep. The guy that the Royals traded for, the Braves had literally signed from free agency that week before. Such a stupid trade. All right, Nicky Lopez... And he hasn't been, like, not a lot of people know he is. I think he's severely underrated. I'm a little biased. I really like him. But in, like, what was it, 2020, he was an absolute dude. Probably should have won gold glove. Yeah. And then um, this year, since he's been with the Braves, he's had 58 plate appearances. His batting average is 283. Well, when he was playing with <laughs> Kansas City, I, we noticed him as a Jays fan it's when like, you're playing against this? that team. Because he gets no hype. He's a leadoff hitter, and all of a sudden you're like, man, this guy just hit a double. It's like a slap double down the line, and then all of a sudden, because that's the thing. When you play in those smaller markets, you don't get that hype. But then it's a culture thing. You get traded to a team like Atlanta, or you get traded to the Dodgers. I mean, look at Lance Oh, I Lynn. mean, like, he had a heck of a flip around. He was batting average of 213 then up until the deadline with the Royals. Yeah. Like, he got to Atlanta, and it was completely, he pitched in a game. <laughs> and people, like a shutout inning. It people was, think it doesn't matter that it's like, oh, like he, I mean, he's just having a bad year. But it's like, when you're playing around losing cultures. Right, it changes you. It changes you and then all of a sudden you go to a team like, like Atlanta. I think part of the reason Bobby's been so good this year is he came out of the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. He didn't do a lot in the World Baseball Classic, but just being in that environment at so young. And you're around the around, best players. Oh, yeah. Hanging out with Mike Trout, Trey Turner, all those guys that are doing bits now. Yeah. Trey Turner's flip around this year is a whole other conversation. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't understand how that's happened, but it is the culture side being around like a Nolan Arenado, a Paul Goldschmidt, those oh, guys yeah. who have been around winning organizations. I mean, Goldschmidt with Arizona, obviously not as much, but they were playoff teams when he was there. And then going to St. Louis, and this year has been, that's, I don't know how that happened to St. Louis, but like last year they were a playoff team. Like you have those guys who have been around those cultures and you just have to learn how to bring that. You're playing in an environment where it's like higher than World Series environment, right? Mm -hmm. Team USA was playing in the game. Yeah. Right, and yeah. you're having all these stars go out, show 100, percent doing all they can. I mean, mm-hmm. really had Edwin Diaz lose literally his season, lose a season with the Mets. Yeah, because he cared about it so much. And the other thing is that we're also in the U.S., so that representing. Oh yeah. The USA. And obviously, he's like a USA guy. I mean, he's from Texas. Like he's. A, yeah. I don't think you get much more American mm-hmm. than that. I mean, obviously, me being from Canada is a little different because baseball isn't, like, the main sport, but, like, it's America's pastime. That's right. what people say. It doesn't get as much hype as it used to. Not as much. Say, but it's definitely been on the rise this year. Uh-huh. And I bet you if you ask a lot of people, like, baseball, it's become more enjoyable to watch this year, especially with the games being shorter. Right. And with the, the stuff they did for pace of play has definitely paid off. I mean, mm-hmm. you're getting, what, Acuna, his 66 stolen bases. That doesn't happen 
last year. No, never. I don't think, and I don't think he wants to do it until they already bring that pickoff rule in, where you can only pick off. Right. Is it I've, twice or three times? I, it's the third time you have to get. Yeah, him out. third time you have to get him out. So it's like, you and in, you invite guys who have those five tools to fully bring out those five. Because right. I mean, I don't know what Acuna's you know all-time stolen bases were in a season, but there was no way he was anywhere close to sixty-six in a season. Um, and now all of a sudden you're giving him incentive to say. You can use your speed to add to your MVP case. Right, his highest stolen base season before this year was 2019. He had 37. 37. And besides that, it was like it was 16 his rookie year, 37, and then eight in 2020. Eight. I know it was a short season, but, but still eight. And then he had 17, 29 last year, and 66 this year. That's absurd. That's he has d- over doubled his stolen bases from last year, and has almost doubled. He's probably, what, by the time the season's over, he's probably going to have doubled his career high before this season. Yeah, and it's not like he became faster. It's that the rules... I mean, maybe rules, a little bit. I guess, maybe, on, like, depending on conditioning. But overall, yeah, can't get that much faster. And you're inviting players, and it also becomes, like, your Terrence Gores. Terrence Like, that, there's a name that, like... Another he's out of the great legend. Absolutely. He's out of the he's out of this league now because, I mean, there's not well, really... is he? Well... And he always pops up right before the playoffs. Yeah, every once in a while. You know, he has, like, what, like three World Series rings or something? I think so. He's better than Mike Trout. Mm, it might be. <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, those guys all become become more important to the game. Right. And it allows for more depth to be added. It's like, well, yeah, small bases well, are huge. So this gets me back, obviously, everything to me relates to Kansas City. Yeah. But they haven't been good this year. But if you look, everyone on that team, Kansas City baseball is fast. Baseball, like mm-hmm. it's that's it's that small ball speed. That's how they won the World Series. Yeah. And then their games that have been good, they've been playing with that small ball style. Yeah. They've called up guys like Darian Blanco, Samad Taylor, have been kind of up and down and stuff. Those are guys that are hitting. I can, I don't have their numbers or anything, but they are they are speed. I mean, that is back to that speed core. And when those guys are up and you're doing like, we have multiple walk off bunts this year from Darian Blanco. That is the definition of using speed in the game. And I think that's also why I have hype for the Royals' future, mm-hmm. is seeing that, and then the way the game is moving toward, more towards that speed, it, it just plays to them. Yeah, that doesn't happen two, three years ago. No. It doesn't. Like I mean, those guys you see don't. The Yankees getting two walk-off bunts. Well, the thing is, is that's <laughs> the the, Yan- the way the Yankees have built their team. They're never going to have that. Right. I mean, yeah. There's, now you they're have kind of stuck until Judge is gone, and you have accepted your power hitting team in a game that is now speed based. Now their park plays to the power hitting guys. It does. But. You can get the speed guys and still have them take advantage of the smaller part yeah. because they can get more homers than they would anywhere else. And I think that's why they love Volpe so much because he I mean he can. Did you see Dominguez? UCL. UCL. He's done nine to ten months. They that's... just said. I mean, he was one of the hottest hitters on the planet when he got called up. But the thing is, is that was what they want. Like that, that's the, the exact hitter that the Yankees always need. That lefty power bat, and now they just finally found him, and he's gone. He's gone. And it was also late in the season, so they probably weren't going to make the playoffs anyway. But. No. Going into next year, I would be... I mean, you're, you're missing him for, what, 10 months? Yeah. And I know it's less for position players, but... I mean, I'd be excited as a Yankee fan looking at that, though, and being like, okay. Well, I think there was a lot of hype around Jason Dominguez as he got oh, like, yeah. brought up through the minor leagues, and nobody thought he'd really pan out as much now because he... Now things went with Volpe to start the year. Yeah. Type of stuff. And he comes worried. up and he's a stud, and now it's like, okay, well, now we go into next year. At least you have that lefty bat. And, I mean, he's not just power. So, I mean, you have that because they do call him the Martian. So, I mean, he is, I mean, they did say he was five-tool. I don't know. We'll have to see how his game plays. We haven't seen much yet. Exactly. So, we'll find out if he has the stolen bases because, I mean, if he does, then it's a completely different story for the Yankees. It completely changes the way the Yankees are set up and their future is set up. Yeah, exactly. I think they definitely, though, to be competitive again, they need to make some moves. Big time. I mean, 
I think the biggest thing that's hurt them, I didn't realize how bad Stan had been until I was at a White Sox-Yankees game this summer. Mm -hmm. And I looked up, and this dude was batting like 100 and something, or low 200s, and had like three home runs. I'm like, how are you still, this guy needs to be in like triple A, or just needs a change of something, but no one's going to eat that contract. And that's the thing with the Yankees, is like once, it's the same thing in all these sports with the biggest markets, when you have that pressure on you, look at Joey Gallo. Yeah. I mean, you, you get all that pressure put on you, and then you succeed for a while. Like, it's not like Stanton's been horrible as a Yankee. Right. He's been good. There's been times. He's had bits. But yeah. he's also had his downs Injuries. are bad. It, they're really bad. And that's the thing when you sign a guy like Stanton. Mm-hmm. You know, he was an MVP with Miami, had all those home runs, and you expect him to just do the same thing. But when you're playing in a market like Miami where it's not really that. Right, and there's no pressure. No. Your, Your pressure team wasn't to good. Just be the star of this little known team. Absolutely. And now all of a sudden you're coming in, it's like, you need to hit 50 homers or you're a failure. That's a lot of pressure on a guy. That is. Yeah, like no matter what. But also, you should be able to manage more than like 10 home runs or whatever he's doing right now. Yeah, he has not done anything to help him this year, and especially injuries. I mean, he's been so, so, so injured his entire career. And it's like, well, you have Judge, who's the same type of way. Judge has been hurt. I mean, he had that toe thing that mm-hmm. came out forever. Yeah. And it's like, apparently going to hurt him his whole career or something, I saw. It's unbelievable. I don't know what the Yankees are going to do. They do need to make some moves, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, future-wise, I mean, I'm obviously not a Yankees fan, so I'm not as in tune. Yeah. But I don't – I mean, you have Dominguez and then you have Volpe. Volpe hasn't been good. No. Dominguez is out now for 10 months, so he's going to miss a good chunk of next year. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going on with Judge and his toe? I mean, yeah. He's playing right now, but like, I don't, I don't think it hasn't been as noticeable lately. He's playing. Feels like he's been closer to average more than amazing. But then again, New York media will go crazy if a guy hits like two home runs and then do nothing if like so. Who yeah. Knows? But I don't know what they're gonna do, but it's interesting because the AL East is gonna be so competitive over the next couple of years. Oh yeah. So you have the Blue Jays doing bits. You have the Orioles going freaking crazy, and they're set up. I mean, Tampa somehow still just becomes. They win 90-plus games every year, no matter how many guys they trade away or lose to free agency. And then you have Boston, who they were supposed to be horrible this year. But they were over 500. I mean, you had Story, who was out for the whole year. Their guy they traded to replace him hasn't even played. Is actually got shut down for a season last month. Yeah. Mondesi, they Mm -hmm. traded to replace him after he's come off the ACL tear. Yep. And he hasn't even played. No. So, I mean, you're missing a key position there. Yeah. I mean, Story for all of next year. The way Turner's been playing. Devers. Devers doing Devers things. Yoshida has been unbelievable. He might win Rookie of the Year this year. He's been so good this year for them. Mm-hmm. He's been batting. I think he was about over 300 this year. And, like, doubles machine. So, I mean, the the future is bright on almost every team but the Yankees. <laughs> Who knows? We don't know what their depth is. The same thing goes with the Blue Jays, though, is because I don't know what their future looks like because the prospects they have aren't great. Right. So, so someone's gonna have to move to get some prospects, or something's gonna happen in the next couple years in the draft. Yeah, they need to they need to do something because I don't think we can continue going down the same path of uh, let's just trade for you know a Matt Chapman right. type of player. They don't, have, they don't have the money for that, and you don't have the prospects as much anymore. You're, You're losing those guys, so what are you gonna do? Um, so I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. The same thing goes with the Royals to see what they do over the next couple right. years. Do and they well, spend their money? This offseason and I think next year are going to be two key years to see who they deal and what you get out of that. If you sign anybody in free agency that's notable, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting because I, I think the key to watch is going to be what happens with Salvi. Yeah. Because if you trade him, you can trade him for your pitchers. Absolutely. 
Um, and I think that's key thing, because if you look at that farm system, there's not a lot there. It's up. We called everybody up last year, pretty mm -hmm. much, or I guess this year, beginning of this year. Everybody got called up. Nick Prado got called up. They just called Nick Lofton as a September edition. And from what I've seen, he's been kind of a hitting machine. Samad Taylor, Darren Blanco are still trying to find their footing. Bobby's been up. Mikel Garcia's been a dude. Yeah. Selby's just old. You missed Vinny this year, which I think was a key hit. Drew Waters missed the first half of the year with some back thing or something. They mm -hmm. been playing. I don't know. It's just gonna the pitching rotation is what's missing. Yeah. And if you can get Singer back to where he was, if Cole Reagans can keep shoving. That's two pieces. Yeah, Reagans has looked really good. He's insane. I mean, mm -hmm. if he would have done this in the first half, he would be he'd be winning. I mean, Texas yet. Texas would be unreal if they Texas. didn't if he was doing Dude, the same thing in Texas. Until 2029. Yeah. It's arbitration in 26. If he can do this for at least a couple of years, I mean, he's a Royals ace. Oh, yeah. And that, that's he's what cheap you need. because he's on his rookie contract. Amazing for a small market team. Yeah, you find your pitching depth right there real quick. Oh, yeah. So you, hopefully he does well. Um, but I'm thinking that we come back here in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. And we see where the Jays are at. Oh, yeah. Obviously, with the playoffs coming up, maybe we come back with a week before the season ends to see their last series against Tampa and the Yankees update where they're at in the playoff race, mm -hmm. then see what's going on with Kansas City, what they're going to do going see into if, next season. See if Reagans is still doing Because he did in that Blue Jay start. He had the yips a little bit. He was dominant. He was dominant until all of a sudden he and forgot how like to pitch. 20-something, I think it was almost 30 innings for the streak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was unreal. So we'll, we'll see that. I mean, obviously, we can update on Betts and Acuna. Uh, we didn't get into any like NFL talks this week, but I obviously it wasn't Aaron Judge. I mean, not Aaron Judge. Rogers. Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, I got yeah. baseball in the mind. Achilles injury. So what? What the Jets are going to do? Is it going to be Zach Wilson? Are they going to go out and sign somebody? Yeah. Well, Who are they going to sign? Salah just said that uh, Zach Wilson's our guy. So I. But that's does hard. that mean? I mean, yes, he was a second round pick like a year ago, but also like. Does he go out and lose by? Year. What if he goes out and loses? You know. 40 to 7 to the Cowboys right. and looks horrible. Like, right. looks terrible. I think, though, from what I saw preseason wise from that, I didn't see a lot. When Rodgers was on the side and I talked to him, he did look good. Yeah. I mean, not like amazing, but a lot better than he looked last year and could possibly salvage how good that team is. Well, with the veteran presence of Rodgers, it's going to oh, become yeah. a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. I mean, last year he's just going out there into the fire and by himself. Good luck. Yeah. And especially as a guy that. You know, has a lot of confidence in himself, but then all of a sudden you're facing adversity that way. Oh, yeah. And you don't have anybody to lean on. Mm -hmm. That's real tough. So I think this will help, and this game will be a, a nice tester for them against the Cowboys, obviously. Yep. I am a Cowboys fan, so I don't <laughs> want Zach Wilson to do very good. But it will be interesting It'll to be see how their story. offense. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how their offense plays. I mean, do they take deep shots with them? He does have an arm, but I, I feel mean, like. Yeah, the play styles are a bit different there. Wilson mm -hmm. can scramble quite a bit more than Rodgers can. Yep. Your playbook kind of changes a bit, so that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, we'll see. And the Cowboys' defense is legit, so this will also be a huge test for him to see. It'll be a tough, like, first full game. Mm-hmm, big time. So maybe we can get into that, see what the Cowboys do. Um, obviously, the Chiefs need Travis Kelsey. Need Ke so everyone's like, okay, Kadarius Tony, the obvious red flag there. Yeah. The defense was looking good without Chris Jones, so that gives me even more hope that this weekend with big Chris time. Jones. Kelsey should be back this weekend. Mm -hmm. Or I guess by the time people hear this, it'll be past. So True. we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I think the key thing is everyone's hating on Kadarius Tony. They are. Obviously can't catch a pass. Mm -hmm. He had no training camp pretty much and didn't play a single preseason game. There's so, your there's your answer. I think that's a big problem there. Yeah. I and with Kelsey back, that will take Kelsey some pressure off of him too. Pressure on him. Oh, 
Lillard. Yeah. And then you have other guys that need to step up. Sky Moore. Sky Moore. Sky Moore did more than he did last year. Yeah. I think, though, I just think overall-wise, he's not going to be, like, your wide receiver one ever. Mm, no. I think he's more of your – he's a really good backup guy. Yeah. Your wide receiver one is your tight end. And Which as long as he's there, sound right, but it but is. It is. When it's, it's Travis true. Kelsey, it is, and it, and and that's perfectly fine. As long as he's there, it's always going to be the number one option. The only thing is, is you miss, you miss a guy like Juju that, he, not as need much. A, well, there's that was the problem last week is because there was no veteran presence on no. that field. Yeah, everyone there is young and hasn't played a lot. So like, because Mahomes likes to scramble, you need a. That's where Juju, I think, was clutch, and a lot of people didn't. He was underrecognized. He almost, I think, he had a thousand yard season last year, almost did, yeah. and no one noticed it, is because he was a he was the size of like a freaking tight end. Mm-hmm. He got massive, and he was a veteran. So when Mahomes was scrambling, you know where to go to find that space and all yep. that stuff. And the Chiefs just don't have that when there's no Kelsey or you're losing veteran guys. Yeah, same thing with Valdez Scantling. Right. You don't he's, have those he's guys. A, he's more of a veteran guy, but he's not. When you see a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes roll out, you know that you need to go make a play. You need to go be somewhere. And if, when you have guys that's their second, first year in the league, they don't know they don't that know, right away. They don't know what and doing. then there's a lot of pressure on them because Mahomes expects that of them. Right. And then they overthink it, and now they're in their own head, and Mahomes is yelling at them, and it's a mess. With this frog voice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think it'll be, I think they are obviously are not done. No. Obviously. Week one not. loss. Yeah, I mean, we lost to the Colts last year, and we still won the Super Bowl. So yeah, exactly. So I think with Kelsey back, obviously that's going to change. I think Chris Jones, Chris Jones will right. help an already good, good defense. Yep. So we'll see a big adjustment probably going into week two, week three, and then once everyone's fully healthy, then it's game on, and okay. we'll see. And the the nobody in the AFC other than maybe the Dolphins looked really good. Yeah, I mean, quarterback wise, the whole league was kind of. Eh. Eh. I mean, looking at it fantasy wise, nobody. Kirk Cousins had a night last night. He did night, have a night last or a night. week, too. Yeah. He put up, like, 30 points, but he did it all in, like, the fourth, the fourth quarter. Yeah. Which was crazy. Yeah. I was happy. TJ Hawkinson, fantasy owner over here. Justin Jefferson, fantasy over here, too, and he I've, just started hitting him in the fourth. I have Devontae Smith as my flex in one of my leagues. That yeah. That's huge. a nice, nice night. Yeah, so maybe we'll get more into the NFL talks going into the next couple weeks here, but we will keep it updated. Um, hopefully the Jays come back, and yeah, we are talking about how they're three games I up. I following the Cubs this year. They are some Cubs connections. They're so in a race. They are in a race. They, I, I haven't looked in a little bit, but I believe they are. I know the, by a little bit. Uh, yeah, I know the Diamondbacks are right there, but I don't know. I think they're more going now for division mm. so they're just in the, the parody is awesome in the mlb right now with diamondbacks being good cubs being good like there's teams a lot of teams good in a little bit and i saw possible winning spots for otani people were listing the cubs i could see it that would be huge you have swanson locked up for a bit mm-hmm. i think bellinger will probably stay because he likes it yep you have you have morale you have corner yeah you can go out and sign otani that changes your team. Dude, that is a team. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get all of that in a couple weeks' time yeah. here, but uh, for now, I think that's it for our first ever podcast. Yeah. Went well, curveball conversations. Curveball conversations. Hopefully, maybe we can have Justice on next time, too, and we can we'll talk see. a little bit, maybe go into the NBA realm with that coming, yeah, starting up in October. Is not, not in a lot. Area. No, but it is, it is his coming area. up soon, so we'll see mm-hmm. maybe by the end of September. Um, we'll see what's going on in the NBA realm and then the NHL as well, so... Uh, hopefully people enjoy the first ever podcast. Yep. But yeah, that's it. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah.